0: Episode. What is this? Episode six. I knew that. Thank you for joining us. If you're one of the fuck ton of people, quite frankly, who who arrived at the podcast last week, uh, listened to Stuart Goldsmith's brilliant um, episode, and then stayed and listened to loads of others, thank you. You are you are part of the fuck ton percent, and you should get a badge.
1: Yeah. I know. I was actually really touched by how many people came from all over the world. We've got listeners in Australia, New Zealand now. God, it's like just a minute thank you for joining us from around the world from around the world exactly that was great uh, so if you are new and maybe you've been recommended personally or you found <laughs> us on a guest or something i don't know um i just wanted to just update you on how you can follow along and get news of, of us on the socials so on yeah. twitter we are at e-y-r-e-l-e-i-g-h we are and and on instagram we are at early doors and on facebook you can find us on early doors like search for early doors um, but we're not on tiktok
0: no but louise's phone number for whatsapp is 07- 07 <laughs>
1: <laughs> only phone it if you're hot
0: oh um, well it's, it's getting close to the summer it's um early, yeah. <laughs> oh talking of the I... summer talking of the summer we've been we've been plotting and scheming we have haven't we Plotting and scheming yes we've got
1: some live performances coming up in the summer watch very much this space and others oh and um and in other i'm really tense saying this because i'm so superstitious i'm superstitious i'm absolutely paranoid that we're going to jinx it
0: we have an east star doing our little podcast and we're recording it tomorrow and if all goes well we will put that out next week the show you're about to listen to
1: is with esther manito an extremely funny comedian and what i really enjoyed about this conversation is it's just the sound of three women enjoying each other's company
0: yeah, which you know, which not surprisingly meant it didn't take long before it got quite personal and then quite dark. So um, hashtag yeah. not all teachers uh, as a trigger <laughs> warning. Um, yeah. Some of them are quite nice. The ones who teach my kids are absolutely... Oh, they're angels. My <laughs> please, Yes, yeah. they need to be. But it's a lovely conversation. We almost forgot yeah. to play the game. We were having such a nice Yeah, chat. but then when she, really did, nice. p-
1: when she did play the game, God, she played a strategic game.
0: It was great. Um, you're going to enjoy it, please. <laughs> Do. you're going to enjoy it please <laughs> hello i'm pauline air and i'm louise lee this is early doors and we are
1: opening doors to other dimensions
0: here's how it works we feed information about our guest into our space-time generator the dimension matrix or dominatrix for short and she creates a whole bunch of portals or doors into other dimensions and then
1: we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities will they be living out their wildest dreams trapped in their childhood nightmares or some weird bastard mixture of the two but louise who is our lucky guest today it's the winner of the Best Show Award, Leicester Comedy Festival 2021. She was the first female comedian to perform live at the Dubai Opera House. She's the exquisitely funny and enviably eyebrowed Esther Manito. Hello.
2: Hello. Hello, Esther. How are you? I like that. Enviably yes. eyebrowed. What a description. I'm gonna yeah, put that on my poster. I was gonna say I you put you that you on should. a poster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm good, and thank credit, you. How are you both?
0: Podcast. We are fine. <laughs> well, I'm fine. How are you, Louise? Yeah, we're all fine.
2: We're all fine. Yeah. You yeah, both seem excellent. to be in lofts. Is that I'm in a loft. No, mine's loft. brick
1: effect wallpaper. <laughs>
2: oh, is it? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's, That's
2: yeah, very cool actually. Room. I
1: it's like the that. Room. The... Yeah.
2: Oh. Oh, you're so yeah. posh, Louise. I
1: know. Well, it was a child's bedroom, but he went it's a bit overwhelming and moved out. Oh, he went away. He, had it
2: done. he yeah. went You went the way you said that though was like he went to war. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit emotional yeah. because he went to war. Oh. He was okay.
1: twelve and he <laughs>
2: <laughs> We thought it's best. Yeah. It's yeah. time. It's time for you to go to war now. Yeah, he's Mine's Mine's only five. Can he go to war yet? Uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Seven, I think. Seven, <laughs> seven. Send him to war. Yeah.
0: Him to war. Sh- show me a boy until he's seven, and I will send him to war. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> they need a good war. That's what they need, young people. Yeah. They need a good war. Anyway, or a pandemic. Great for them. <laughs> no, the pandemic doesn't. It, no, it's made them just more awful. It hasn't <laughs> sorted them out like a good war. They needed no. rationing. No, because what happened was during the war they had to go through rationing, so they didn't just get endless food. Whereas in during the pandemic, they were all locked in our houses, just following us around, going, Snack, hungry, yeah, snack. Yeah, oh. yeah. biscuit,
0: this...
2: caved pudding. Yeah, it's 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 not even saying the full sentence. That's what did my head yeah. in. It was just going, "Hunger, hunger." I was like, "I don't want to hear your voice for the rest of the day. <laughs> I want to hear your voice."
1: That's- that's like um picking them up from primary school and they're like,
2: snack no bit. Yeah, what happens in school? They literally just come out and they're like, If you don't give me food right now yeah. And we're just like, What happens in there?
1: I remember my son with my husband, like a, a, I've read, which is lovely. But I remember him Of course he does. You've of, got brick effect like
2: wallpaper. Yeah,
1: exactly, right? Um but I remember him walking out of school one day and his my his best friend's mum was sitting there with a cheese sandwich and white bread for George oh. and my son basically marched out of school went White bread and just took the
2: sandwich
1: out of her hand
2: and went, oh. oh my goodness. Like a pregnant
1: woman it was- like a pre- <laughs> <laughs> The food
2: right, that you listen- would eat when you were pregnant, sorry
1: yeah i <laughs> know not got all day we're going to give you eight different scenarios eight different people to share them with and loads of them are made from the ingredients that come from your own life
0: but okay. before we set off the dominatrix we've got one more person we need to put in tell us esther who is mrs martini
2: oh mrs mantic mrs mantic what how do Mantini, i spell it is it i've no is idea Mant- no Mrs Manteghi, she was my maths teacher at school. I've spelled it completely wrong. Martini now. Martini (laughs) now. She hated me and she made me feel like a huge whore. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wasn't. (laughs) I mean, even if I was, but I was a child, so I wasn't uh, prostituting about. But I used to dye my hair red and wear lots of gothy type makeup. And I remember her just standing in front of the whole class. She'd just go, maybe if you spent less time putting makeup on and dyeing your hair then maybe you would be so bad at maths and I remember being so terrified in her class that I never spoke and I used to try and be so good and yet she would still turn around and go you you're a waste oh. you're just there ne- you're so useless and what then I remember like
1: she- yeah.
2: I don't know but I remember because she was she was Iranian and I remember my dad coming to parents evening and I remember her thinking that my dad will automatically be on her side which he w- was because he also was of the belief that if you're not getting a stars in maths and you're a massive failure and I remember her just going well you know if she spent less time obsessing about her looks and more time on maths and maybe she'd be less of a failure and my dad was like right well I'll just take that on board then And I was like oh I'm trying ah! so hard I'm just really <laughs> crap at maths and I was dyslexic which my um parents were like no that doesn't exist so I was just constantly being told I'm really stupid and it doesn't matter how hard I work it was really hard
0: yeah. um,
2: so um yeah it didn't matter how hard I worked at maths but she was always always telling me that I was just a bit of a tart and I needed oh, to work this harder back
0: a horrible memory I had a teacher I, who fucking who hate to, her. yeah we had you sat according to which set you were in in the class there were three sets a top middle oh. and bottom of course that's a bit and harsh, she used to she used to sit me on the edge of the middle group right next to the top group and then she'd move me up to the bottom of the top group and then back down it depending on how good my handwriting was on a piece of homework
2: so handwriting you're
0: you not trying... fuck off. yeah yeah Sorry. and i was i was proper bride, kid. i was bright and and quite academic and god it was horrible and then i remember once i i had my head almost on the desk i was trying so hard to write neatly and she came up in front of the class and went oh look at her and banged my head on the desk yeah 1970 teachers can be such fucking dicks i and love the that it. absolutely that is common assault not to mention yeah. the humiliation of so, well so i head, tried so hard mistress. and then she put me down for that for trying
2: yeah. Our headmistress at primary school, we had these spiked patio, like spiked um, concrete walls outside the school. So the actual outside was all spiked. I remember my sister got caught going inside to put an apple core in the bin and the headmistress said to my sister, remove your glasses. And she removed her glasses. And this is when she was seven, took my sister and smashed her head into the concrete. Bloody and my hell. sister the whole way home was like, tell mum I fell over, tell mum I fell over. I have I must have done something really bad. And we look back on that now. My mum was like, oh, my God, if you had told me the truth, I would yeah. have ripped yeah. that woman limb from limb. God. yeah. What a nutter. Punchables. Yes, people get
0: away with. Anyway, welcome to the comedy but, podcast. Anyway,
2: <laughs> child <laughs> abuse. Is that what we're
0: Yeah, yeah. But we'll put some of those scenarios. You know in. what?
2: There isn't enough. There isn't enough comedy child abuse podcasts out there. I've got to say, it's quite a niche. We
0: found a new niche, in we go great. <laughs> there must be though, because there's a comedy podcast about bloody everything. There must. There be, is. There must be. Yeah, must
1: be. Um, Should we okay, pop her in the dominatrix then yeah, and set it off and let's see what no. m- happens <laughs> Isn't that a salad spinner?
0: No, no, it's not. No, no, Now, before we look through the first door, the good news, Esther, is that we're going to use the power of the dominatrix to allow you to actually walk through one of the doors and live the life you see on the other side.
1: But the bad news is you have to make the decision before you know what all the options are. If you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it. Are you ready for this? Yes. (laughs)
0: Great! Yes. Oh. oh, thank you for the suspense music. We did say we did say yesterday we recorded someone. We said we'd be good to have a bit of you know some music here and there. And we said we could just do our own live, and now she's doing. Wow! I'm doing
1: it. Thanks. I'll be beatboxing next. Just you wait. Not... Right, let's go. Let's go. Door number one. Boom, to be clever. Don't You're start. at Heathrow Airport with your dad. What's the worst thing that could happen to you at Heathrow Airport with your dad, Esther?
2: Um, I could be assumed to be his wife, his lover. Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh!
1: I love how we've gone seamlessly from uh, child abuse... Child
2: abuse. To, to whatever the incest. fuck this is. <laughs> <laughs> To incest. Who buys? And at the age I was about... 14 oh, so God. a really creepy age to be considered my father's lover um and also that my dad told me when I was kind of like ah that's horrific my dad was told uh, my dad said to me um he he, he got really annoyed because he was like firstly you don't make a thing of it secondly I could get a you so <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> bloody you ain't, you ain't that <laughs> special totally sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could no, totally no. have a young young overly made up gothy looking 14 year old. <laughs> no it was just um we were flying we were flying back to lebanon and um i think the we were going business class and i think the uh air stewardess was just so used to uh oh. the arab man and his younger younger looking wife that she just assumed that that was the scenario that we were in and uh, it really traumatised me to the point where the entire holiday every time my dad went to hug me or kiss me or go near me I was like oh my god don't touch me ah." so yeah it was pretty pretty creepy okay so we're back in that pretty
1: unpleasant place Um, yeah but your travelling companion this time and the person to whom they assume you are married is The
2: late comedian, Mr. Tony Hancock. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I love Tony Hancock. I absolutely love him. I'm obsessed with him. I listen to Hancock when I'm cleaning. That's my listen. I listen to Hancock's Half Hour. I've got all of them downloaded. But would I want to be on a plane with him? Mm. He was quite a depressive, moody man, wasn't he? yeah. But then so is my father. <laughs> so... <laughs> Tony Hancock probably <laughs> Tony Hancock probably wouldn't want to sit with his arm around me and wind me up by encouraging the notion that I am his bit on the side, which is what my father thought was hilarious to do the entire flight. Um, be like, oh I think I'd go for Tony Hancock actually, because he'll just ignore me.
1: Yeah.
2: And he so... won't speak to me.
1: So are you thinking you might choose this door, this door, number one, with seven more doors to go through?
2: No, no, I won't. <laughs> you're just like,
1: it. you're just feeling quite I'll... positive about it, that you, you choose it over the existing reality, the previous reality. Yeah, yeah, but, not... but
2: I'll, I'll stick, I'll stick with Padre. will stick with Padre.
0: <laughs> I would just also now. like this, at this moment to thank the local council for doing our bins, loudly outside <laughs> my window right now. Oh, so I've got, bless him. I'm I've I'd like the to builder He's
2: playing, playing the radio really loudly downstairs. Oh,
0: well.
1: And i am like to um, thank my dog walker, who's going to bring my dog back in the middle of this recording, which will be the
0: most. We have yet to do happens. a podcast. We have yet to record one of these without Louise's dog barking. He's a feature. <laughs> He's a feature. Barking or, or wagging his tail against the mic lead. <laughs> He's an asshole. Anyway, so he we but anyway, no, so to you're Tony not. Hancock.
2: We're saying yeah,
0: no to Tony. No let's to Tone. On. Well, bye. Right. So, let's see He's what's He's gone. Next. Let's try another.
1: Door number two.
0: It's your first visit to a salon after lockdown. What's that like for you, Esther, having a haircut or a wax?
2: Um, I can't brave a wax. It, there's too much going on. Um, <laughs> I might, I need, I need to, I need to do a lot of hair removal at home before I can get waxed. Yeah. Um, so, on my first trip back, I had my, yeah, I had my hair cut uh, and that was, uh, superly super enjoyable uh but so uh went for a wax loads going on i think uh pulling down my uh pulling down my trousers having a wax and then being asked without knowing anything about my ethnicity just taking one look at my pubic hair um and uh the lady going oh are you turkish does that
1: happen do you think that's a skill that you get though as a beauty therapist of kind of going well "Well, actually is it, is it like
0: Ancestry.com? No, I can see. I can see seventy percent Swedish.
2: See... <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> <the polls. laughs> One look wow. at me down there. Oh, are well, you Turkish? It's like hey, but thank you for identifying my Mediterranean roots. <laughs>
0: Literally, so in <innocent>. the follicles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In this, in this scenario, you're having a wax. You're lying under a towel in a pair of paper knickers and through the door, wielding a spatula, comes... I don't want to read this out. Paulie, in your face. A right. bunch of
2: audience
0: members from the EDL. <laughs> i really sorry. It's what came up. So do you want to do Whilst this one I'm then? Men- do you? Do you? <laughs>
2: I've got a feeling oh that God. them seeing me in a pair of pants with the amount of pubic hair down there is not gonna help build bridges. It's not gonna uh it's not gonna humanize <laughs> the Middle so East. The there's a lot of, so pubic, I'm hair, say, a
0: yeah, lot of pubic hair, a, but not enough to build a bridge.
2: Not <laughs> enough to build a bridge. Not enough to build a bridge. It's not gonna no. So i I'm, I'm I'm gonna say no thank you to that door. I think, I, that's a really, I think the
0: thank you was unnecessary
1: also awesome. <laughs> what I loved about that though that that was a really easy kill Mm-mm. you know yeah. some, I mean <laughs> if, we'd put, kill. if we'd put Tony Hancock in that situation that would have been harder to say no
2: to perhaps I, well I think I think, it, I think th- I'm going to close the door to most people seeing me yes having yeah. a minge wax yeah. I'll be honest with you yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. anyone except what's her name from Pembrokeshire she's so lovely. Um. I wish I could remember
2: her name. Anyway. Who? Who's who does smooth? me? The lady who does me. She's from Pembroke. Uh, She's lovely. Yeah, but anyway. Louise, you're so lovely and fair. I would oh, rather I, am I like fair. I like...
1: But for fair I got no, a lot you've going got
2: on. No idea. You've I mean got I know no idea. idea. I never no. know.
1: Exercising my white
2: privilege. It's getting
1: worse. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, uh-huh. nobody should have like thigh burns where it's literally just like growing down towards your knees.
1: Have you ever done that thing where you've, they've accidentally plaited in your, where your thigh gap ought to be? I've
2: plaited. had it where it's all kind of matted together. So when I'm standing um, in just my knickers, my children have gone, oh, have you got a willy? Because it actually looks like I've got a schlong in there. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how big it's got.
0: Oh, just wait for menopause, Lovely. darling. There'll be nothing left. It's fine. <laughs> oh
2: god. Just oh, right to
0: go. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. When's that happening? Anyway,
1: let's shut the door on this pube chat. Let's and head for our next dimension. Door number three. Okay, in this dimension, it's very like your current dimension, you're at the park with your kids, something we all love. They're having an awesome time. They're climbing on the bars, they're swinging on the swings, they're going round and round and round about without pushing anyone off, which is amazing. And you're standing there, freezing your tits off, wanting it to be over, as we all have. But the only, and there is one other adult in the park, and it is oh it's what's her name is mrs mangina mrs martini (laughs) mrs whatever her name was (laughs) you're
2: the only person to chat to (laughs) nice (laughs) so what's what do i have to do here just say no i don't want that
0: i think think you can i don't want
2: that i don't (laughs) want that I don't That's want just... that. I think I'd rather have the bikini wax from the EDL. I think yeah.
0: <laughs> would you like would you like to see her though and go, Oh, I'm a am an up and coming stand up comedian now. Um, Here's my telework, you know.
2: Um
0: fuck you.
2: No, I no, I wouldn't. I think it's funny, isn't it? The people that can make you just revert back to being eight years old, and she is definitely one of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Ruiz's dog's back.
0: She's history. Then she's gone. She's gone. The she's gone. Right. I'm gonna... the, yeah, the dog's back and he smells appalling. I don't
1: know what he's holding.
0: <laughs> and oh, you've got to sit through the rest of the podcast knowing he's going to roll. I stroked him in. and now that
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> smells bad.
0: Okay, let's shut the door, Mrs. Mangini. Brilliant. And... So you've gone. You've done. Gone through three now. You have got five left.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. The Jeopardy I mean, starts. We're to aware.
0: We're aware that there's not been a great selection right now. Which is good, which means you've probably got more positive things ahead.
2: I'd like to hope so. They're not all
0: horrible people, so that's, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Door number four.
0: So we all know you're a great parent, Esther. We both aspire (laughs) to being like you.
2: (laughs) I I, love your face. Hands down. Fucking awful parent but thank you
0: (laughs) but I so you know that's very so tell me why why were you reported to social services oh yeah
2: (laughs) I was reported to social services because my daughter at the age of two for reasons we're not sure um went in to her preschool and said sometimes when my dad comes home from work if he's a bit annoyed he hits my mum my and we have neighbor did this my next no idea. did this last year yeah. no idea why and she did it but what in. doesn't help oh, is that no. my no he didn't get called in they dealt with it really well actually so we had parents evening though they... my husband was with me what doesn't help is that my husband does look like a wife beater so it doesn't help <laughs> that he is he is this big white skinned but they we kept... went in for parents evening had parents evening they were out at... they didn't they did not allude to the fact that this is what they thought was going on and then i got a text message saying can you come in tomorrow um after drop off and just stay behind for a little chat i thought oh no she's swearing yeah. <laughs> because we had we had an incident of her playing shops and um when she was playing shops she was walking around going right i've got my bag I've got my coat. Just got to get my fucking keys. And I was
1: like, oh God. <laughs> That's what they're called.
2: <laughs> That's what they're called. The fucking keys. The Where fucking are my keys. fucking keys? Um. So <laughs> we thought. I thought. I would, so all the way to preschool, I was like, okay, I'm practicing my uh my excuses as to why my daughter was shouting, "Fucking keys! Where's my fucking keys?" And uh, the, they said, "No, this is this is what she said." And of all the reactions I could have given. I don't know why, but I just burst into tears. The worst (gasps) reaction. Oh, no. I don't know why. I think it's just out of, like, I don't know what to say, think, or do. Because if I go no, then I seem really defensive. So And also, I just kind of panicked. And it was just a kind of nervous laugh cry. So I was just going. Oh, God. They just had to let social services know that 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 might be a scenario. So there you go.
1: Yeah. Well it's <laughs> kinda of good to know it's kinda of good to know that, that that there's the mechanism, right? Yes.
2: They deal mm-hmm. with it really well. He wasn't yes. fussed though, he was like, Well I don't care and I was like, Of course you don't care because you don't do the drop off and pick up. I'm the one that every time I go to do the drop off, they're all like, You're right. Oh my god. <laughs> they know me now though they know me now it's fine and they've come to watch yeah. my stand up and stuff so they know that very much if there was violence it's being dished out by me and not by <laughs> yeah. <anymore. So>
1: <laughs> maybe they misheard maybe they misheard <laughs> but,
2: but then I branded my own daughter a liar so when she genuinely broke her arm and she was going to me I think I've broken my arm really hurts I was going don't believe you don't believe you and it wasn't until we were sat in an x-ray room with them going she's broken her arm I was like alright I believe you but this is what happens <laughs> when you lie <laughs> We need to
0: learn the lessons. We need to learn those <laughs> lessons. It's such a hard one though because you can't say, "Don't tell stuff about home." It's, you know, you have to be, and when they're very, very young, you can't. There's I no safe experiment. They experiment. The do, door, when it happened to them, um, and they didn't call social services because the mum went, "Oh my god," and and gave the sort of reply that they were hoping that she'd give um, and they said she didn't go actually yes, no, whatever, I don't know is this I don't it? know,
2: I don't maybe know. he does emotionally I don't know, he doesn't <laughs> know what the surface is it's, is that a thing? <laughs> oh god So can it, he be arrested?
0: It, our worry there then was, was where had the little girl got it from? had another child said to her and she therefore oh, repeated it or something, God, and therefore is there
2: another child? Yeah, is there another child? No, that we, well, well, should keep an eye I, on. I think they just try and play around with lies. Yeah. It's just storytelling. Yeah. So we had to do practices with her where we would get her, we would tell her things like, "Oh, I flew around the park," and then I'd say to her, "Is that a truth or a lie?" And so we just got her to kind of understand the difference between telling truths and lies. But for her, hitting's wrong. I'm going to say that one of my parents did it because parents shouldn't hit. Um, yeah. It just so happened that the parent she chose to say it about was the big skin one yeah. <laughs> to me. So, wow. yeah, it didn't help.
0: Okay, so a in, lot in, of a lot of child on.
2: abuse in this, haven't we? Gone yeah, down there a is lot rough. of abuse routes. That's what happens mm-hmm. with me. I'm so dark. Right. Sorry.
0: <laughs> social, you're in this dimension. Social services have been called. The social worker arrives in oh, the head teacher's could office. To do with a chat yeah and 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 is coming to interview you to check that everything's okay at home and the social worker is. Oh it's Victoria Wood. Oh. I mean, if you can have a social worker,
2: I'd like it to be her. Yeah. Um, Victoria Wood is a social the way we all worker. Went, just, had a uh, moment of silence just to mention her name there. Yes. I know. Oh, I love her. She'd get it, it as well, her. wouldn't she? She would totally yeah. understand it. She would totally understand. Um, She'd get a
0: great song out of it.
2: <laughs> I know. I don't know. Don't try. I'm trying to don't think. Try, Louise. Don't Don't. Um, so let's think about the pros
1: and cons of this. In this dimension, Victoria Wood is alive and well. And a social worker
0: who's coming to see whether you're being hit at home. And she's in a
1: caring role looking
0: after you. But also
1: in this dimension, she's not our Victoria Wood. She's
0: just a social worker.
2: She's just a social worker. She's gonna
0: a wonderful social worker.
2: You know, she's she's a funny social
0: worker, she's witty. She's... She's a
2: funny social worker. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna leave Victoria Wood in in the realm that she should remaining as yeah. the world's greatest comedian.
0: I mean if this had been in you've been called into the into the dinner hall at your child's school, it would have been delicious.
2: Perfect. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. But no. We're gonna just let Victoria Woods stay dead and uh, okay. let her stay where she yeah. Yeah, I was trying to be like, you know, jeopardying, but probably yeah. overdid it. Okay. <laughs> Right, what number are we on now? Ooh,
2: door number five.
1: We are over the halfway mark. Mm. Can you, Esther, fill us in the deets, as the young people say, of your worst ever gig?
2: Hang on. Oh God, I know this. Yes, this really is. So it's when I was doing my Edinburgh preview for my first ever solo show <sighs> in Brighton. And it was nearer to the station, so a big group of lads, all who had been watching football all day and were on the piss, and they thought, let's just go watch some comedy. And they thought they were rocking up to a kind of junglers-type dance bounce club thing. And they actually turned up for my hours preview. And oh. um, when I got on stage, uh, they shouted things like, tits and babe station and uh, i had to do an hour and the only other the only other people in the room it was really divided so it was all these lads on one side and then on the right hand side were all these like kind of middle-aged guardian reading type couples and they did try and stick up for me i w- but they were saying stuff like now come on and I was going, I don't, I don't want them. I want, I want some massive bloke to come in here and smash the shit out of them, and they're all just like, ah. Oh. But um, two of them genuinely, they all left, and one of the lad, lad, lads uh, actually wrote me a very uh, sweet message on Instagram because he'd kind of sat throughout the whole thing going, "Can you shut up?" Like, I feel sorry for her. And Aww. then he wrote me this long message on Instagram going, "I cannot apologise enough for my friends." Um oh, But him. after the show, I know after the show, uh, a couple. One of my, the Guardian reading couple actually came back to say, Oh, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. But because I thought everyone had left the room, um, when they came back in, I was just stood sobbing in the room oh. by myself. And they walked back in went, We just wanted to say, Oh my God, are you okay? And I was going, Oh, it's just really horrible. And they were going, And the lady was going, Oh, do you know, I was, I was thinking, like I've got a daughter. And if that had been my girl, I would have been so sad for you. And- <laughs> and I was just the indignity of it all I just had to pack up my little suitcase of all my props and get back on a train and I was like I'm a mother where's my (laughs) dignity Uh." but it did it made me feel really hoary and then I wrote about it on Facebook on the train on the way home and some comedian I don't know who she is I've kind of deleted her since went and wrote what kind of bullshit me too stuff is this you just want attention you want everyone to think you're really sexy fuck off and i was like oh this is what a lovely day i'm having oh my god i
0: vaguely okay, so remember yeah. that i'm trying to remember who
2: that was i can't i can't remember who she was but she was like yeah. oh this is bullshit you just want everyone to think that guys fancy you and i was like yeah now i d- that's that is what i want that that's is what i want
0: in this. this when yeah that, that's what it feels like to do <laughs> a when they turned
2: up. yeah like going, oh. <laughs> talking about like my family to these men who clearly just wanted to go to a strip club Oh, God, Lord. Oh, so thats pro- I think that will go down in history as the most haunting gig, yeah. but probably not one of the worst.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's always worse to come. There's always worse. That's the joy. I know. There will... That's the joy. Isn't it? So it... it make you feel, oh, So the cruelty
1: of the dominatrix <laughs> is that you're back there. But the joy of the dominatrix is that actually in this dimension somehow, the spirit of your more experienced self now, or maybe several years hence, embodies you. And somehow you manage to turn this room from a hostile lad fest into an Essamonito starts a new religion style gig. You know, those ones when they go so well, where you feel like you could do conquer the world and you come off stage, and one person waits till the very end to speak to you, to tell you, you know, like the same scenario, they all leave, and then somebody comes back to tell you how it's touched their life. And it's. Oh, um, it's the comedian Helen Lederer. Oh.
2: Yeah. That's nice. A bit of but a hero, no, I? I don't want to. No, I never want to go back to it. So, as much as she's lovely, and I, that would be lovely and be amazing, no, I don't want to ever even be if, back in that place. Even
0: if, even if, so there's a good chance one day in the future that you'll, you could well be previewing another show, but you'll be, you'll be you now, not you doing your very first one. It won't, you won't be so vulnerable. You've you'll done five shows, ten shows, or be who you are now, which is brilliant. And now you could turn that gig around. And get them going. You know, the guy went, "Oh, sharp guys," and they all went, oh, "All right then." Then they started listening. Then they started laughing. Then they were like, well, "Actually, bloody hell, you're brilliant!" No, and they carry you aloft.
2: No, I don't want it. I don't <laughs> want to go back there. I you don't. You never want, want it. to
1: cross the threshold of, of that lovely venue again. <laughs> basically, <laughs>
2: <laughs> the venue, fine. I never want to see those men again. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. Fair
0: Fair enough. We shall slam the door. OK, goodbye, Helen Ledger. <sighs> Three I'm <feeling> left, Esther. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like, okay. are you sure about these decisions? So like that one it's the first one that I think, oh, God, are you sure? Are you really sure? But Too let's, uh, Three let's see what's through do it. the next one.
2: Door number six. The
0: pandemic is over. You're in a swanky bar, enjoying a wonderful night out with your husband and a group of beloved friends. Someone comes up, and they tap you on the shoulder, and they say, "Wow, you're Estemanito! I saw you performing at the Dubai Opera House. You were wonderful." The person is Ahmed.
2: Ahmed. Ah, oh, I love him. <laughs> Tell us about him. I don't know him. Ahmed Ahmed. He is a uh, American Egyptian comedian and he's absolutely amazing. He's brilliant. And he's, he's basically the first, he was the first ever comedian that I was like, I could completely relate to because everything he spoke about in terms of like home life and, and, and yeah, he's lovely. And anyway, I, I, and then I, wrote about him being my I, I said in an interview that he was my inspiration and he saw it and he got in touch with me oh <gasps> no yeah and it's awesome so he's been like hollywood films and stuff he's like a proper person and he was <laughs> like oh that's so nice that you mentioned it let's let's do some stuff together and i was like honestly i just gagged with joy at your, on your behalf I
1: sometimes i do that like that's so amazing i gagged <laughs> I not gagged just with the smell on my hands
2: <laughs> imagine that when your children's wedding day our mum's just gagging with joy again and going... <laughs> <laughs> first we're doing our first dance <laughs> just gagging with joy at their graduation <laughs> the all, oh, the, all the oh, other God. mothers are like very delicately <laughs> blotting tears and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> you're like the exorcist
1: <laughs> have you ever watched your child perform yes
2: that- the thing well, I mean, perform me... is, is <laughs> oh, yeah very. Hi. I've watched, I've watched an arm push him against his will onto a stage, <laughs> hold him, and then pull him back away from the stage whilst he looked completely befuddled <laughs> as to what was going on. I've seen yeah. that happen. Yeah, is yeah. that the thing there's that also bit... makes you gag? <laughs> well, there's, it's,
1: yeah. There's a bit. There's a sort of like pride and fear that you get when your child decides to stand up in public and do something Aww. that they've practised. The violin solo Aww. in a top hat, you know, no. or whatever it is. And <gasps> no, honestly, I I'm gagging at the thought of <laughs> it,
0: because it's like... <laughs> oh, you should have been a... We, we had a nativity once where one kid, not mine, thank you, um, sat at the front, he was in the chorus, and he was in the front row, and they didn't have to do anything for ages, they just had to sit for ages. And he took off a shoe and he took off a sock and he started picking at his toes in between his toes. Uh, it was like, oh, my God, that's just happening. It was very so I we love the way we that they get...
2: paying peeing ourselves. They just get so bored and they just yeah. completely forget that other people are watching. So you'll just get... Yeah. There's always a girl with a skirt just lifting the skirt up and there's full-on knickers out and they're like... Because they're so bored. They're so like, painfully like bored. <laughs>
1: Lovely. Um I don't know why so that we got are. there from Ahmed Ahmed who's you know offered to Who, work
0: with you. I mean that's amazing. Yeah. So, so how now awesome. about this scenario? you it's a lovely <laughs> night out, you're having a night out, and Ahmed Ahmed has come over and said, Oh my god, it's you. Do you
2: so want it? I, um Do I want it? Um oh if, god, something if, even Yeah, I want that one. You want that one. There might be something walk. better. Might, I don't know because I know. No, I'm actually I'm, no. Let's left. slam the door. Let's go for something better. Mm, <gasps> let's see.
1: <gasps> you're saying no. Oh my! <laughs> so you're saying no to that. That. Oh, I love it when they're dangerous gamblers.
0: Oh, wow. Right. So that was number six. Is she just turning it down because she she knows she's got the opportunity to meet him and work with him anyway because he already loves her? Right. Yeah. It's too adjacent <laughs> to her normal life
2: yeah, yeah. So. no it's because I saying... don't like mixing things I don't like mixing it's like you know when you go out with a group of friends and then you bump into somebody else and then you've got a kind of you've got that awkward mixing I wouldn't want that
0: yeah I wouldn't yeah, want it to be out with you're two yeah.
1: completely different friend people with those different groups of friends you think yeah. in your head yeah. don't you turns yeah. out you're the yeah. same cunt to everyone at least
2: that's my experience. It's very aggressive. <laughs> I am mean, I'm talking
1: about myself. I'm talking about myself.
2: <laughs> no, because you're a massive cunt to everyone that you meet. Everyone thinks you're yeah. a cunt. Oh, okay. Yeah, Thank you for having next. me on your podcast. <laughs>
0: okay. Esther, do you want to do a podcast together? I may have just lost a partner. <laughs> <laughs> Shush. Let's see what's through the next door.
2: Door number seven.
1: Okay. You're in a lady's toilet in a nightclub. What well, I wouldn't give to be young enough to enjoy that experience again. And someone <laughs> is cr- crying in a corner, heartbroken and quite drunk. Ladies' loo rules apply. You have one job and you know what it is. You have to give them a hug and tell them they're beautiful and he's not worth it. And that person is... Oh, it's supermodel Kate
2: Moss. Oh, no. No. Not a fan? Shut the door on that one. I ain't fussed (laughs) by that, no. (laughs) I'm sitting there hugging Kate Moss in a fucking toilet, telling her he's not worth it. (laughs) She but, don't need me to it, tell her that. No, but it's also telling her
0: he's telling her she's beautiful as well. No, oh, don't worry, just, Kate. You Kate really Moss are is really so pretty. pretty.
2: Yes, yeah, screw that. No, she'd be terrifying. Okay. I'd be re- now. I'd be really terrified if I saw Kate Moss crying means... in the toilet. I would I wouldn't make eye contact.
1: Oh. I'd just walk out. You'd go out. Like, and terrified. Go, someone,
2: someone should deal with that. Someone. They, <laughs> Kate Moss is in there, she's bawling her eyes out. Someone should probably go in there and tell her she's pretty. <laughs> she's
0: yeah, no but I just want to say as, as well I'm
2: really crap to... I'm really crap at comforting people it doesn't sound genuine I'm not very good at it I'm I just I would stand there and I'd be like oh just everything's okay and people are just like can you leave me alone you're really bad at this and I'm like fair enough fair enough <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll come to me when you're feeling happy I like to do that long distance pat like oh yeah there we go There, there
2: <laughs> I know yeah I d- yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not like very that. good at it so I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. go with the final door I reckon is okay. this the final door? Ah, the
0: final one will is... be the final door. So we slam this I... one.
1: We slam this
2: yeah. one. Now I'll go okay with this one. Now, haven't yeah. well, have
0: not I? You have? Well, you
2: or I can just live my life or... as it is.
0: Oh, I don't know. I think she no. has to have it. She has to have it. You think she has, she has to, have it? to have it? I think she has to have it. I do because she's made. She's had the opportunity to turn them all down or accept them, and she made the decision. Well,
1: before you do walk through it, is there a door that you're thinking? Perhaps I should have gone through. You know, maybe the one with Ahmed Ahmed in it. Maybe Mm -hmm. the one where you smash a gig and Helen Lederer comes and says hello. Maybe,
0: maybe uh, being waxed by the E.D.L.
1: (laughs) No, I mean that one's an obviously clearly a no. But you know, are you how are you feeling about the decision-making process thus far?
2: Um, I'm. yeah, I mean there might be a couple in there that I probably could have done. But I'm yeah. still pretty confident that number seven is the right path.
0: Number eight. Yeah. The next one. Yeah. Number eight, sorry.
1: Well,
2: that's right. I think I think that's really, really bold of you, and I admire your Yeah. Uh, your I I destiny. definitely don't wanna be waxed by the EDL. I definitely don't want to sit on a toilet floor telling Kate Moss she's pretty. Yeah, I, those
1: ones are easy. Those
2: ones are easy. Those ones are easy. Uh, would I like you to d- be on a plane? Do you know, what, out of all of them, I'll be honest okay. with you. If I had to, if I had to live one, I think it would probably be sitting on a plane with Tony Hancock. Yeah. Okay. That. Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. But well, I'm sure
0: he's one of those don't meet your heroes people, as you, for the reasons you yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you know, for the reasons of our show,
0: let's. uh okay. You know. Yeah. Okay. But but here we go. Okay. Here's the one let's you see. have to go through. <laughs> door
1: number eight
0: you're asked to appear in an advert for discreet sanitary wear it's a lot of money and you could really do with the dosh how do you feel so far
2: yeah i'd do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) hang on this comes from the fact that you tweet all over the place about discreet sanitary wear being really crap
2: (laughs) <laughs> it's Which a lot of money this supposed I'd to do be it. negative <laughs> <laughs> of course I'd do it it's money do yeah. anything
0: yeah okay um, Or what What if it was for what if it was for smooth and silky and creamy sexy yoghurt oh
1: um, yeah That's something, something you
0: really bloody <laughs> wish I should still do it it's I love this because we really get to find out where people's
1: moral <laughs> um, compass is and yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> no, that's
0: no, fine. It's good.
2: It... I mean, it's not supporting ISIS, let's face it. It's just an advert. Right. So, yeah, they, haven't,
0: they haven't done an advert recently. So they haven't yeah, done ISIS. an advert. Yeah. Okay, you're asked to yeah. appear in an advert for ISIS. <laughs> no, no not it's not right. our Come on. No, it's, it's, only, it's only a slight moral compromise, but a lot
1: of money, right?
2: right. Um, okay.
0: Yeah. So, So you're agreeing to make the advert and you arrive... At the studio, and the director is there. Director seems seems okay, seems very nice. It's a male director, and it's a, you're talking about sanitary wear, and it's a little bit eggy. And the director is
2: Lenny Kravitz. See, that's what I was holding out for. <laughs> for Lenny Kravitz. That's what I was holding out for. I knew. I knew as soon as I got him, I'll go with that one, please. Because what will happen <laughs> is we'll realise that even though I wear discreet sanitary products, I still am really sexy, and then we'll just have mad sex yeah, in front of the oh. cameras, and then it'll be filmed, and I'll have record of it forever. So that's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with.
0: And one of you will be blackmailed with it. <laughs> <laughs> but which?
1: Which one?
2: Um, but you can't blackmail me with it, because I'll just be like, yeah, totally. Of course that happens. Totally yeah. Show everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't be blackmailed with stuff you're out and proud about, can you? Like, exactly.
2: Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I was right You've to hold on to my last song. You've
1: done so one. well. I
2: knew it was going to pop up somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I feel like this is definitely an occasion where we do the sort of the, the, the fanfare and the fireworks yeah. and the kind of you've won because like I've
2: won Lenny
1: Kravitz
0: you've won Lenny Kravitz you've won Lenny Kravitz fantastic so that's what we're going to do we're going to open the door to dimension number eight you're going to go through the early door and you're going to live that fantasy making advert make a load of dosh with Lenny Kravitz sex on the floor of the studio it jobs are good and before you go through the door though uh, where can our listener Louise's only confidant during lockdown Carol from the checkout find out more about you? <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Carol that. I was pleased on her own.
2: Carol from the checkout. Uh, Carol from the checkout. You can find me at Estimadiso on Twitter or Instagram. I don't do TikTok because I don't know what it is.
0: We don't do TikTok. Don't, we do all of it I don't understand
2: TikTok. it. Yeah, I'm confused yeah. by it. I'm not sure what it means. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's the start of the demise of uh, society. So I, I take a moral stance against it. Sorry, that was a lot more about TikTok than I planned. <laughs> can.
0: Where can you viewer, listener, not find you? <laughs> no, definitely not TikTok,
1: everyone. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, right. Well, off you go. Go, go lick Lenny Kravitz right <laughs> in the face. That's all we've got time for. Follow us on the socials at E-Y-R-E-L-E-I-G-H on Twitter and Early Doors on Instagram. And we're
0: on the Facebook too, but also not on TikTok. TikTok? TikTok. Isn't what it's called now? tic tac Talk. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed yourself, please hit subscribe. And if you want to email any scenarios we can put our guests in, please do that at earlydoors at gmail.com. We'd love to take your embarrassing incidents and adventures and turn them into alternative realities for our guests. Bye! I'm off through this door to meet myself when I'm 85. God, I hope I'm behaving badly. And I'm off through this door to hang out with David Bowie in 1973. Who will love a lad insane? I will, David. I will. This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darvel.
1: Well done here, eh? <laughs>